And I'll take with me the memories to bring my sunshine after the rain. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. And I'll take. So welcome back to the Zero to 100 podcast. I am your host, William C. Walker Jr. And this is a very special episode. It's one that I've been wanting to do for some time now. And today I felt like was the perfect day to release it. Um, Today is the birthday of my late sister, uh, Nikki Walker. Uh, She passed away in April and she would have been 46 today. And I was feeling incredibly sad leading up to today, but talking to my other siblings um, and her kids really helped me get through it. I really appreciate people that reached out to me today to see how I was doing. And if it wasn't for that love and support of my brother's and my sister, I don't know if I would have been able to make it through today. Um, I appreciate them coming on and sharing their memories with me. I reached out to some other people in my family, and um, it was a little hard for them to do today, and that's perfectly fine, and it's okay. Uh, So in this episode, I actually had a conversation with um her her oldest daughter Samaya and this actually took place on um right before Mother's Day this so it was a while ago but um I was really grateful that she shared her thoughts and memories of her mom and um I'm thankful to my brothers Corey and Ricky and my sister Kenya for coming on and uh, sharing their memories I didn't want this to be like a sad thing I really wanted this to be a happy occasion to remember her 
And because even though her life was cut way too short, she had a full life and she had three beautiful children and she was surrounded by people that loved her. Her older sister Kim and her younger sister Cece and her brother Malcolm and her, you know, her other brothers, me, Corey and Ricky and uh, older sister Kenya and my mom and my dad. And we all loved her very much. And so um, I just wanted to do this to say that we love you. We remember you. You're always going to be in our hearts. And as long as we keep your memory in our hearts and our minds, you're never gone. And this is just to say that we will miss you. And these are some fond memories that we have and how deeply you impacted our lives and if you have someone that's in your life that you're close to you never want to miss the opportunity to tell them how much you love them and how much you appreciate them and um because you don't know what's going to happen and you don't know and this wasn't expected for us so Sorry, this is, you know, to some, this might be a little bit of a downer episode, but I don't like to look at it that way because it was very helpful to me today. Uh, I really appreciate people that called me today to check on me and see how I was doing. And um, I really, really thank them. And I love you, Nikki, and I miss you. So as I previously stated, the first conversation is with my niece, Samaya, who I uh, spoke with. This was actually uh, right before Mother's Day. And so she was gracious enough to talk to me and share her memories of her mom. And um, I really thank her and appreciate her for sharing. Hi, this is a special episode of the Zero to 100 podcast, and as I said before, I wanted to do an episode that specifically was about my sister Nikki, because we love her and we miss her, and I'm just wanting to get some memories from everyone uh, so I can share them, and so the first person that I'm talking to is my niece and her oldest daughter, Samaya. Say hi, Samaya. Hello, everyone. So I wanted to give you guys an opportunity to be a part of this podcast because this is something super important. And this is our first Mother's Day without Nikki. So, Samaya, if you have any memory or anything that uh, you wanted to share, and then I'm going to get into some specifics. So right now, just whatever you want to share about your mom, knock yourself out. Okay. Um... Man, there's like so many things I could say. Don't know what exactly. Um, hmm. I remember when we were younger. Uh, I don't know if it was her birthday or if it was just for Mother's Day, but it was just me and all of me. And Grandpa, he had uh, gotten her a T-shirt, and then he got some paint and he helped us like decorate it for her. And I think it says best mom ever. But I remember she, like, not too long ago, she came downstairs and she was wearing the shirt. It just brought back memories. Just remember that one thing from Mother's Day. I'm trying to see if I can find it. I guess she, she did, she never really liked me taking pictures of her. Because she never, like, thought she looked good enough at the time for a picture. <laughs> yeah. Best mom in the world. There it is. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, that is an awesome good. shirt. Because yeah. it's, uh, is that you, Alamine, and the Sears handprints on it? No, it's it? just me and Alamine. This was before the Oh, Sears. that was this before was like, the Sears. Yeah, back when Grandma and Grandpa were living on 38th Street. Oh, okay. Well, it looks like it was an awesome sweatshirt. Yeah. And that is funny to hear that your mom didn't like you take you in pictures because she has so many exactly. pictures. Like, you remember when I was walking around with the um, the camcorder? Mm-hmm. I was, like, trying to record stuff, and she was always telling me not to get... Oh, no. 
my like I used to make like vlogs on my iPod and she would always make sure that whenever I was recording she was like never put me on there and I remember one part when there was this one video where she was in it and she didn't have like her her wig on so like I put my hand to cover her like to like censor her and then I was like I told everybody on the camera oh she doesn't want to be on the camera so I have to block her out but there's mommy over there yeah I like those videos you need to figure out how to get them off that other computer. Yeah, I can try to help you with that. Okay. So, what would you say is one of the um, what's one of the funniest memories you have with your mom? I mean, there's so many, but one that always like like going through the process of her death. One that kept like every time people were like, remember the good things or the funny like the good memories. One of the memories that always came to my head was like this one time, me and Nasir were in the car, and mommy was like, she asked for her wallet. Now, I was like confused. I don't know if it was her wallet or if it was some other type of like wallet thing she had in her purse, but she was like, I need the green wallet that's in my purse. And it was like, green? There's nothing green in here. And I'm like, do you mean this? And the thing that I pulled out was beige. And she was like, yeah. I'm like, this isn't green. This is beige. <laughs> and she's like, no, it's green. And I said, Nasira, is this green or is it beige? And she said, it's beige. And I said, yeah, it's beige. It's not green. And she just she just swore that she knew it was green. <laughs> and I said, that's not green. <laughs> but yeah, that was one of the funniest things I remember. I remember this one time. It's probably not too funny. I don't know. Okay. So, <laughs> she said she was coming back from Grandma and Grandpa's house. And she was going down the street. <laughs> and she was looking up the street for, like, cars so she could pass. And she was looking at the right side. But she didn't turn to look at the left side. And she just went. And she ended up hitting this girl. <gasps> now, she didn't hit her, like, too bad. Like, she had to go to the hospital. But it's like just a nudge, just a push. And <laughs> she got up and the girl like was cussing her out and everything. Mommy just looked at her, was confused. She didn't hear what she said. And then the girl kept walking and mommy was just like, Yeah, I almost hit somebody. And it was funny because when she was telling me the story, she almost hit another person. I don't remember this at all. That this was recent, like this year. Oh. <laughs> I think it was this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that okay. was that was funny. <laughs> um what was um can you think of anything um that like what was one of your earliest memories of you and your mom? Um hmm. Hmm. How far back can you remember? It's for, like some things stick out and some don't. Mm-hmm. So I mean, all I can remember is just most of the time her being sick, so. No. That started down in Fayetteville. Yeah. See, I felt like when she, because I remember looking at the pictures that she put in the slideshow, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I can tell, like, oh, that was when she was sick, or oh, that was when she wasn't sick. So it was like, when we moved up here, she wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until, like, 2000. 16 when it started to get really bad yeah. and she was in and out of the hospital but like that one brief period when we were like living with grandma and grandpa mm-hmm. it wasn't too bad so like after that you could just tell in like her face that she wasn't feeling good or her health was declining do you guys uh, like um cause I remember when she first got sick was when you guys were in Fayetteville cause yeah. they had to come down and stay for oh yeah I remember that Cause that's when I taught you guys. Uh, was that when I taught you guys the capitals? I think no. That was. I think that was when she was working in, in like. She was working somewhere far. I want to say it was Elizabethtown, but she was working over there. So like, now I can't remember if it was you who came down or if it was um, our family from South Carolina who came up to watch us. But I just I don't think yeah she I was think that sick. was them yeah no because the time I came. She was in the hospital for a little bit. I remember that one time when you came down and we were at um, Aunt Tanisha's house. Yeah. And I remember when you came down. Remember you bought that that Dr. Seuss on the loose DVD? 
I just remember that distinctly. I remember you bought that. I remember you made spaghetti and this the starchy stuff was in my spaghetti and almost threw I was really I was I was really upset about that. Like I almost threw up. Starchy but, stuff. You know like the film off of the pasta? Oh. That was in my spaghetti and I, I was remember that. I was disgusted. <laughs> uh, I'm an excellent cook, so I don't remember that. Well, you must not like <laughs> add presentation to your <laughs> cooking, cause I I don't Maybe. I don't know how many restaurants have that in their spaghetti. That must have been early, cause yes, yeah, I don't that, have yeah, that yeah. issue anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so um, what do you think? Um, or what, what I was going to say was, can you tell me one of the um, best gifts your mom ever got you? Oh, wait. Man, I thought I would knew. I, I thought I would know. <laughs> but the only thing that keeps popping up in my head is Princess. Oh, that's but princess, great. princess wasn't really a gift from her. Wait. She, she gave me a lot of princess? cool gifts. Yeah, supposedly my dad did that. Oh, okay. And Princess yeah. was, for those of you who don't know, it was a uh, a Maltese. A white yeah. Maltese. But she was a tomboy, so we never... And Oh, well, listen. I wasn't very a good... I wasn't a good owner. I would, I hated, I don't like brushing her because every time I brushed her, I felt like she was in pain because the type of brush I had was like, um, it was like what, like a wire brush and she, and I'd always have to like brush the, like her belly side and I always felt like I was scratching her or hurting her. So I never really brushed her. And then on top of that, when I would brush her, she would squirm a lot. So she got matted. So I never got her fur to get like really long, like you see in the pictures, like at the dog shows, mm-hmm. those Maltese dogs. So they always had to cut her fur. So she looked more like a, like one of those naked cats than <laughs> like an actual Maltese. But yeah, that was my bad. Does your mom like princess? No, I don't think mommy liked princess. <laughs> I remember there was this one time where Nasira was eating chicken. Like mommy loved Nasira. Like that was her baby doll. So, she was she was eating a piece of chicken, and Nasir dropped the chicken on the floor. And like Princess being a dog, she went over to go bite it. She was eating it, and then Nasir tried to pick the chicken off the floor, and Princess growled at her and scratched her. Now Mommy thought she had bit her. I think she scratched her. So Mommy got a fly swatter and started hitting Princess really hard. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think Mommy liked Princess. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that's because she was, well, I, she was protecting her baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so if, uh, who's that going to say? Is there anything that you feel like you might miss the most about your mom right now? It's so cliche. You know how people are always like, like, well, it's not cliche, it's true. How they're like, you should show that you love people now because when they're gone, it's going to be too late. Mm-hmm. And, like, when she was getting sick, I was always, like, saying in my head, because what she liked to do was have us rub her back because it helps her feel better mm-hmm. or it calmed her down. And, like, me, like, working and doing homework and stuff, I was always tired, and I just wanted to go to bed. And, like, but she was always in pain. So, like, sometimes I made, I forced myself to, like, sit with her and, like, talk to her and rub her back. Because I knew that one day she's not going to be here and I'm going to regret not being there for her. And I know there's this one time she like she liked to walk. She'd like to walk up to me and just hug me and just like lean like all her weight on me. And mm-hmm. I just sit there and hug her. And I remember we did that recently, not too long ago. And um, I just miss that. Like people always after like all that's going on, a lot of people come up to me and hug me and like t- tell me it's OK. But it's like. I appreciate all the hugs, but like re- what I really want right now is a hug from her. Yeah. If I could, and people, you know, people are like, if I, if I could only see her one more time, if I could only hug her one more time, I don't want to just hug her one last time. 
just want to hug her for the rest of my life, kind of. That makes sense. Yeah. You know what's interesting, though? Mm Mm-hmm. I was, in English, we're learning about Hamlet, and, like, he did this, like, soliloquy on, like, how he felt about, like, his father dying. And I was sitting there, and I'm like, I actually, I, like, I understand. Like, he was talking about how, like, how can, how can nature be so beautiful? I forget what, so, uh, what he actually said, but it was like, the basis was like, how can everything be so beautiful and all, like, all these good things happen, yet my father's not here, he's dead because of this person who killed him or whatever. So it's like, I feel like, how, like, because it's spring, so I'm looking outside at all the beautiful flowers and the trees blooming and all the, like, birds and everything, and I'm like, how... How can all this be so beautiful or how can everything seem like it's fine and mm-hmm. like she's not here? Like she's not here to enjoy all of it. Yeah. yeah, I can understand that. I think that's that's probably the saddest part, but I think the fact like you said, a lot of your memories now of her is when she was sick and then she was suffering a lot. And then I think that's the at least that's the thing I take a lot of comfort out of. It's a, I mean, it's a minute-by-minute thing, and I think it's going to be like that for all of us. But I take comfort in the fact that she's not suffering anymore. Like, I know she is incredibly proud of you guys and incredibly proud of you, and I know that um, the thing that does hurt is that I know she's not going to get to see you at graduation and stuff, but... She knew you were going to graduate. She knew you were going to school. She was super proud of you because of that. Is there anything that you learned from your mom that you feel like you will always remember? It will always stick with you? Like, what's one of the best lessons you think you've gotten from your mom? Or something she might have taught you that sticks out? I'm just, I know there's plenty of things. I just, they're not coming to me at the moment. But Mm -hmm. overall, just, she just taught me to be strong. Because it's like, now that she's not here, like, doing chores and stuff, I got to make sure I do the chores or make sure somebody does chores so our house is clean. It's like, when I see something that's dirty or someone left their clothes on the floor, I just imagine her being there like, she would be here telling us to pick it up, so let me pick it up. Or, and it's like, when I come home from work or I come home from school, I'm like really tired, but I'm like, she had to do this every day. So, if she can do it, I can do it. So, that's one thing I'll always remember. Awesome. So if your um, if your mom was here for this Mother's Day, what would you tell her? Like knowing what I know now, like that she could be gone like any minute. Man, I just I just want to tell her that I love her a lot, and that I love her to the point where like I feel like the thing I kept thinking about was like. Years before we've we've talked about this, like we've talked about her she not her not being here, but always put that in the back of my mind, or it's gonna be years down the road. So always I was always seeing her as being someone who's always gonna be there, and like she was always for me it was like if she's not there I was more anxious than normal, like slightly more anxious than normal, and then when she was there I felt more calm. So like now that she's not here. It's, I'm more anxious. So I feel like she's just that person who, like, whenever she's around, everything's going to be fine. As long as she's around, things are going to be fine. Things are going to be A-OK. So I just I, I just want to let her know that I love her. I'm going to try my best not to argue with my siblings. Um, I'm going to – I just hope that some way I can, like, think more like her because if I can think like her and make decisions like her, mm-hmm. I can be fine. That's awesome, Samaya. Thank you for sharing. No problem. I know this was difficult, but I know that your mom was always very proud of you, and she would be very proud of you. And and, uh, just keep it up. No problem.
And thanks for, for participating. I no love problem. you. Love you too, Uncle Billy. Once again, I am really, really thankful and appreciative of Samaya for sharing her thoughts. Um, I wanted to post this today, and so I didn't really get a chance to get uh, memories from her other two great children, Alameen and Nasira. Uh, it was a little difficult for them to share um, at the time, so I didn't want to press the matter, and it's okay. Uh, so this next conversation is actually between uh, me, my brothers, uh, Corey and Ricky, and my sister Kenya, and we just wanted to share some memories of, of Nikki and how she helped us throughout our lives and impacted us and what we we would take from her, um, the lessons we'll take from, from her life. And, um, this, this was very helpful. Um, as I said before, like in previous episodes, like my family, like as much as I say, I'm passionate about sports and politics and movies and all kinds of other stuff. Nothing, there's nothing that I, I hold in higher regard or, or people that I love more than my family. And, um, you know, I just, I love them tremendously and I thank them for being a part of my life and it's been a true blessing and I know together we'll get through this. Hello. I have my brother, Corey. Hey. And my other brother, Ricky, the youngest. Hello. Is this the first time all three of us have been on at the same time or all four of us have been on at the same time? Yes. <laughs> because no yeah it was, it was like because especially in the last episode it was piecemealed because it was uh i got ricky but Corey and uh kenya wasn't available so i had to talk to y'all separate so yes it's all of the walker siblings available at the same time and um i wanted to do this episode because today is our uh sister nikki's birthday and as everybody knows, she passed away in uh, April. So this is the first birthday without her. And I just wanted to share some fun memories and just remember her because she was a very great person. And, um, you know, it's, I don't know about you guys, but it's been pretty tough for me leading up to today. I was, uh, you know, doing pretty good for the most part. But then when I was thinking about it, it was, you know, I was getting a little bit sad. So I just wanted to try to have some uh, fu some fun thoughts or some good memories of her. So, who would like to start? Well, could I? I don't have like a specific memory, so I would, I just want to go first. I guess get my piece out of the way. Mm -hmm. um, if that's alright. That's but fine. I, I guess like um, the or one thing I'll say about Nikki. Um, it's just like with our kids and, and I'm sure Ricky could probably talk more cause Nikki had more time with them uh, than, than my kids, but just, she was always so happy to see them and was always positive. Like that. And I think she was the only one that called Layla by her, you know, first and middle name. Like she always called her Layla, <clears throat> Layla Corinne. Mm -hmm. and, so that always made me happy, and, and Nikki, always, she always said it in that, like, high-pitched, um, mm -hmm. you know, like, happy voice and stuff. Um, and, but just, like, my memories of Nikki, um, it, it's, as far as, like, happy stuff, like, you all, we always knew that Nikki had our backs, no matter what, like, um, I think all of us, at various times, whenever we had like crises or whatever we would call her and ask for her advice and, and um, I'm just like looking back and you know sometimes it, 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 it like even when I was wrong and she might have given me some advice that was good for me but was probably not the best in the world but it just showed that she always supported us no matter what and was always on our sides and, and um, you know just like willing to, to like fight for us and go to bed for us and, she, and you know like you you never had to question whether Nikki had you you know what I mean like mm -hmm. uh, so it's it's 
it's uh, it's gonna be tough without that. And um, but like it, it, I, I'll try to think back on like, the, the good times that we had with her, and you know. Um, but that's that's all I have for now, and I guess I'll chime in later <laughs> if I think of anything like more specific. Thanks for. I just for- wanted to say that. I appreciate that. Thanks for sharing, Corey, because, um, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kenya. I was going to say I'll go next. Um, for some reason, I don't know why Nikki always got me involved in some sort of caper, uh, an investigative uh, journalism. I'll never forget one time. It was in protection of one of my brothers. Um, she had me standing in the middle of the street taking photographs. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Um, I'm going to leave all the names out of it just to protect the innocent. But I was standing in the middle of the street taking pictures, and I was sending them to her, and she was like, that's not a good one. Take another one. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to get hit by a car. But she was trying to protect one of the younger ones. So <laughs> I was out there taking pictures like a crazy person. But she was always – Corey's right. She was always very protective. And I I wish I could stop crying so much, but I'm such a nerd because this is supposed to be like the good stuff. So I will talk about that mm-hmm. time that um, Robin Dale told us that 38th Street was her block and we had to stay on the, um, on the porch. And I was like, we have to stay on the porch. And Nikki said, I'm not staying on no porch. And I was like, oh, God, you're going to get us killed. I was standing on the porch while she was hopping around the whole block. And every time I saw her, I was like, you are going to get us murdered. (laughs) (laughs) So I would allow the bullying while she would be like, no, it's not going to happen. The... um... One of the memories that I didn't share at, at Nikki's funeral because this was always, and this ties into how tough Nikki was and how strong she was. Uh, I remember when she first went away to Voorhees, and um, I, I can't remember if it was like dad had got a call from the school or whatever, but apparently, like, it was some girl that was messing with her down there, and um. Yeah, like you said, Nikki was, like you said, Kenya, Nikki was not the one that was ever going to get bullied. And it's because she was always so protective of everybody. And um, so I remember they said there was some girl that was messing with her at the school and she ended up kicking the girl in her chest. And so (laughs) it was like, in my mind, I had this vision of Nikki doing some kind of karate move where she spun around and sidekicked and drop kicked this girl in the chest that was messing with her or whatever. And I remember when she came home, I asked, that was the first thing I wanted to know. Like, I wanted to know, what happened? Did you really drop kick some girl in her chest? And what Nikki was, <laughs> Nikki told the story was some girl that was um, messing with her or jealous of her because of some dude that she liked, liked Nikki. And um, so the, the girl was talking trash. And so what Nikki ended up doing was, she had just ran up on her and she jumped up and like kicked her in the chest or, or she like, yeah, kicked her over. And then when she fell down, she was kind of like stomping her in her chest or whatever. So it wasn't, it wasn't like she did some karate move or anything like that. But that was like, I remember when she told me that story, I couldn't help but laugh. Cause I was like, yeah, she is no joke. And, um, I, that was one of the things that I remember the most is when she would come home from school and then she would I loved listening to her tell about all the stories or the stuff that she would uh do while she was away at Voorhees and um just share her memories and and stuff like that and um it, she always was really good for for advice and uh she was always protective and it was like even when you were going through something you got in trouble if I was upset like I remember when I had um the, one of the last things that advice that she gave me was when I lost my, my job in my, my previous place and I remember I was really mad and I was like, oh, I want to just punch my manager in his face or do something crazy. And she was like, no, you don't want to do that because you don't want to end up in jail. And she was just giving me that, that sound advice and telling me to calm down and to trust in the Lord and 
you know, that's that's probably what I'm going to miss more than anything. And that's why what made today so tough was not being able to to to, to call her. And, and and she she always made you feel like she, you she was very happy to see you or hear from you because she was. And, yeah, she always had that high pitch squeal to when she, whenever she was greeting somebody and it would just make you smile. Um yeah, so that that's one of my fond mem or several of my fond memories over. Um, so my 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 thing's been acting funny, and you have been going in in and out. But hopefully, you guys can hear me, and like this, you know, works. Yep. If not, I'll just call. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you good. Okay. Yeah. Um, if not, I'll just call on my cell phone or something. I can find where I put my phone. It's under my seat. But um. No, yeah, I think, like, it's, it's like a combination of a lot of the things that you guys said. Like, the, the main thing is, like, you know, she was always the one that had your back and stuff. And, um, you know, like, I would be able to tell uh, Nikki, you know, anything or whatever. And um, because she always just gave, like, you know, good advice uh, for whatever that situation was. And um, the way that she reacted, like, she didn't generally react like irrationally or you know like super emotionally and stuff like that um and uh is that a dig so against like, me what'd you say <laughs> i'm just kidding go ahead oh but um but but uh i, I think like one of the the main memories i have is like when i first found out like deanna was pregnant and stuff uh, and so can y'all hear me? Yeah, I got you. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, when I first found out Deanna was pregnant, and, you know, I just finished school or whatever, and I'm just like, uh, you know, I'm, like, scared. I don't know what the F I'm doing with my life. And, um, you know, so, like, Nikki was, like, the first person I fought or whatever. And, um, you know, I don't even remember, honestly, what she told me, but I just knew I just didn't feel, like, confident enough to tell mom and dad and so like you know she told mom and dad for me or whatever and like their reaction wasn't like what i thought it was going to be but in your mind you hype things up and you think it's going to be so terrible and everything like that and then you know just the way that she always interacted um with the kids and everything so like the nicknames that she gave them like i don't know I, the only one i know that she well she gave nevaeh her name because we were trying to come up with a name for nevaeh because Deanna wanted it to start with an N. And um, and so I didn't like a lot of the names Deanna was suggesting at the time. And then, like, Nikki had said Nevea, which is having backwards. And I was like, oh, that's a really good name. And it was unique at the time. But now I've seen, like, a million people <laughs> with that name. So as it used to be. But um, the, other, the other thing is just, like, she called uh, Ricky Tightskin. Um, I just remembered that name and I thought it was very uh, fitting because Ricky had tight skin and Ricky was fun. And she would say things like, you know, she wished she could put Ricky in her pocket and, you know, just take her. And I know it made Ricky happy uh, when Nikki would, you know, talk with her and interact with her like that. And so, you know, and just her always being um, willing to help out and and just uh, support the family and stuff. Like, uh, there was one time she took all the girls down to um, North Carolina with her. I think it was all of them except for Reese. I don't I don't know if Reese was born yet. I think Reese was born, but Reese was probably too much of a baby to go. I think that's what it was. But, you know, it was just like she was always willing to do stuff like that and help out. And, uh, you know, those are some of the... the Good memories that I have. Of Thank you. Can I say something funny? Mm -hmm. I remember because we, uh, you know, talking about her calling uh, Ricky tight skin. I, I don't know how old baby Ricky was at the time, but I was talking to her and I said, baby Ricky, who's your favorite aunt? She said, Aunt Kenya, I'm going to say you because I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I think you know it's Aunt Nikki. <laughs> I said, oh, sweet Jesus. 
but I thought that was really funny, and she would always call her tight tight and everything. So cute. Yeah. Or, like, the different things she would come up with, like, saying people had the plus, uh, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I, I remember, because um, you cut out, Rick, but I'll say, yeah, how Nikki had her own words and stuff like, yeah, the common cold was the plusy. And I remember, I think I, I can't remember if I was, um, trying to remember who I was dating at the time, but I said that, and they was like, plusy, what, what the heck is that? And I was like, <laughs> I, was like I was like, it's just the common cold is what my sister came up with. And so, so yeah, she always, that. Um, that was like yesterday. Um, I had Alameen, Samaya, and Nalani. Um, I took them to Cami, and we were talking about. Um, they had listened to the uh, podcast about the Disney debate and stuff, and um, they was laughing at it. And then they was got we when they was talking about the Jungle Book, they was talking about um, you know the different characters in that. And I said to Samaya, I said, "Well, you know when your mom." was younger and we saw the jungle book she was talking about how much she loved the name bagheera and she wanted to name one of her kids bagheera and so somebody, somebody was laughing was like all mean that could have been you you could have been bagheera he was, was like no I don't. And, then, and then i was like uh or sheer khan and then somebody was like sheer khan that's a good pet name that's not a good name for a kid but I was, we was, oh please! My name for a kid was Dash of Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we was all laughing about that, and then the other thing that really made me smile was um, they were all having this conversation about which one of them um, took after took after Nikki, or not, but not just Nikki took after us. Like Samaya was saying, how she felt like she embodied um her you know embodied nikki as well as um cory and um alameen was more like uncle ricky and nasira was like me because she gets mad at little stuff <laughs> so <laughs> so it was like yeah. nikki was like that when she was a kid too <laughs> she would be mad yeah Cause I think this, that's why I was. I, I feel like Nasir takes a lot of. Uh, uh, well, she had she she reminded me of uh, little Nikki, like that's what I would think when I would see Nasir before is like like little Nikki. Yeah, you know I didn't know that Nikki was so sick to the point of that she might um, die. But you know I remember things like her driving herself to the hospital when she broke her arm that time. And I was like, my God, I have a meltdown over the smallest thing. And I remember moving here to Raleigh and I didn't realize, like I would always talk to her like, okay, I can't wait to come home and see you. And she, I would be sad because I was here by myself. And she was always so positive and telling me how great I was because I was worried about not being good enough at the job and she would be like well they hired you and they paid you to move there and I was like I was great at Vanguard too but they didn't care I'm sorry it's okay Kenya like I, I know this is um I know this was tough for everybody and that's why like I appreciated Corey calling me early this morning because um you know it's like I said this is he, he was looking out for us today and that's you know we we've always been close and that's what i love about our family so much is how close we are it's not a you know a shock for us to talk to each other and hang I out i love that ricky calls me a b and the n-word and it makes me <laughs> laugh it might sound crazy but it you know i get in these places where i get so depressed and then when he he tells me like to man up and stop being a b or a, or calls me the n-word it makes me feel better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, and that's um, that's why I know that we need each other more now, and that's you know that's why I'm happy that, uh, if anything, like 
I mean, I always I hear people always say stuff happens for a reason, but you know, like we we've always been close, and I know that this is just gonna bring us even closer, and that's one of the things I love about our family, and that's what I appreciate. And I know if Nikki was still here, she would like she wouldn't want us to um, to wallow in it and just to be happy for the life that she lived because. She had a really good life. She has three beautiful children, and she was she raised them to be, you know, real, like they graduate. Samaya and Alamin graduated from high school. Samaya and Alamin are both in college, and um, like I'm really proud of them. And they wouldn't have been where they were if it wasn't for Nikki and all the the stuff that she did. Yeah, uh, I ate caramel cake today, and it was delicious. <laughs> I I remember always enjoying like going down to uh to visit her because she always knew like the good foods to eat and stuff like that and uh, you know would introduce you to stuff that she never had before. Uh and I always she, she introduced us to Jersey Mike's. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's across the street from my house too. <laughs> Yeah. There's also a Jason's Deli and a Peruvian chicken place. <laughs> Have you been to Jason's Deli yet? I went to Jason's Deli in Chicago. Mom thinks it's too expensive, but I kind of like, I think they're delicious. I mean, I've, never, all those places. I've never heard of it, but I do like that Peruvian chicken place that you got down there, uh, Alpaca. That was fantastic. <laughs> I'm ready for Corey and Chanel to come so they can come to to all the different... Oh, the kids were clapping like when we rode past Bojangles. I was like, seriously? It's a fried chicken plate. Bojangles is were... awesome. Oh, yeah. And that was the best part about visiting Nikki because, yeah, she put me on the Bojangles and I, I wish there was a Bojangles up here because I would be eating... A chicken biscuit and bowberry biscuits almost every day. So I guess it's a good thing it's not up here. Yeah. <laughs> we could often to take some cues from Ricky and his exercise habits and just drinking water. Wait, say that again. No, I was saying I said, like I knew whenever we went to go visit though, like I was just gonna gain weight because you know. We was just going to be eating. Like, I remember she made these enchiladas, and they were, like, phenomenal. Oh, and then remember that, um, it was that, like, vegetarian thing with Doritos and Catalina dressing? Yes, I remember that. It was delicious. We did a cooking show at church one time and made that. Oh, yeah. That was good. good. We were in a constant state of being full whenever there was a vacation to be had south. Yes. (laughs) Yep. It's like I wasn't even hungry ever. <laughs> so sorry. Go ahead, Corey. You were saying something. Uh, I was saying like that, that uh, Catalina Dorito thing or whatever. Like if you had told me the ingredients, I would have probably been like, "That's disgusting." I know. <laughs> do you guys? Do you guys remember when um, she? Do you remember when Nikki at first I think was had graduated from Voorhees and she. Had to go back to Fayetteville for something, and it was a um like it was just me, Corey, Ricky, Kenya, and Nikki, and we all drove down there with her, and we really didn't have like we didn't prepare for it, and we had very like we didn't have any money really. And Is that when she won the money on the scratch? Yes. Yep. Oh, okay. oh yeah. And we went to a, a gas station. I forgot what that trip was for. <laughs> I think she was. I can't remember if she was turning in keys or picking oh, I something like up. She was just going to visit her nail or something. I don't it could have been that. I just remember that when we we didn't have any money, and she went to the uh, gas station that we was at and got a scratch off, and won a hundred dollars, and we acted like she hit the Powerball. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just me and Nikki. I didn't know y'all. I didn't realize y'all were on that trip. Yeah. 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 Cause mom and, and dad then, was out of town. That girl was talking about all the stuff she was going to buy with the hundred dollars. She used to <laughs> always do that, even when she was getting her income tax. I would be like, Nikki, you don't have that much money. <laughs> like it, it would be like she found five dollars on the ground, and she'd be like, I'm gonna buy a new house. And no, you're not. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. 
I also remember the uh, like we went on a vacation. The girls were on spring break, so we went to Myrtle Beach, and then Nikki also went to Myrtle Beach. So, like that was fun, and that was when uh, Samaya had one of those guinea pigs, and I think his name was Rodney. I'm probably wrong, but I remember he died because they left him in the car. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that was at the, the. I think that was at that barefoot place in Florida. No, no, no. This was in. This was in South Carolina. I mean, maybe it might have been at a Myrtle Beach in South Carolina. The resort was still the barefoot place. No, no, no. But this I just thought it was we, Florida. We went on a spring break, so this was different than the one that we had went on. With you know, um, that one was in August. The, or uh, September, because it was around. Um, later, hmm. I remember, but yeah. yeah. So, if um, if, if there was anything like any lesson that you would take. Oh, let me. I was uh, I, just one more memory mm-hmm. when we was little in Pensacola and Nikki jumped in the water. Oh so, yes. Was, <laughs> Everybody was wet except for me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was it was a really deep pool, and Corey and Ricky was on these flotation device. It wasn't that deep. It was like five and a half. Yeah, feet, but I mean, was, but we was little. little. Like we was yeah, really was, little. So, cause yeah, like we we was learning. We were learning how to. So I, I like okay. I'm gonna swim. I remember getting off the thing, and I was like, I'm gonna get off, touch the bottom, and then you know start swimming. But the water was over my head, so I started to panic. And then I reached out and grabbed Ricky's raft and, and made him fall in. Yeah. And so um, uh, Dad's friend Rodney's daughter and Nikki jumped in the water yep. to save it. And, uh, and Kenya was standing <laughs> up on the... Uh... I was like, hey, man, they both in there already. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki was fully clothed. Yep, her and... Uh, uh, the, I Rod- she had yep. some kind of purple, like, short set. Yeah. And, and it was... Uh, and she did, it was all wet and stuff because she had jumped in. And I remember I was trying to get to y'all, but the water for me was like, my head was just barely above it. So they thought I was drowning too because I remember they grabbed me too. And I was like, it's like, yeah, all three of them. And I said, no, I wasn't. I wasn't drowning. I was trying to get to them. <laughs> so, but yep, that's how, that's how she was. But what I was starting to say was if there was any – lesson that you guys would take from from Nikki's life like what would it be um I know for me like the thing I, I and I think about this uh every now and then you know since she's died or whatever because it's like I feel like it would be a disservice if we don't try to you know take those qualities and things like that that she had and continue to live those and embody them uh so for me it's like just trying trying to be uh, nice and patient. Um, Generally, I'm a nice person, but, you know, like, there's, it was a different level of nice that Nikki had. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I just, if I could get to that level of, like, you know, just caring and concern and consideration, then I feel like I would be a better person for it. But, uh, you know, it's something that I, I, I need help with and need to work on to get to that level because I just don't be having, I, I don't, it does, I'm not very considerate and that's part of my problem. And so like, if I could be more considerate, uh, like Nikki was, then I think, you know, I would be a better person for it and continue to, you know, show the qualities and things like that, that she had. Um, it's just that I forget. It, like sometimes I catch myself thinking about it like oh I need to try and do this more but you know it, it's one of those things that'll come over time I suppose I think for me it's going to have to be having more confidence in myself and knowing that I am good enough and I'm smarter than I actually think I, I guess because I always worry that I'm not doing the right thing at work and I'm going to get fired I think I have post-traumatic stress after being guarded yeah, you yeah. I I think that's the thing that um you definitely do and that's why I'm always trying to be encouraging so even though 
Nikki's not here to encourage you as much. I will, and I'm gonna make mm-hmm. sure I do so. Um, I think the th- you know, I'll encourage you. Yeah, we all will. I think the lesson that I'll take from um from Nikki's life, and this is like when I was sharing it with uh, Pastor Scott, who did her eulogy when he was asking me stuff about her. I was talking about how strong she was, and she didn't complain, like regardless of what was going on like there was things that happened in her life that for any normal person you could sit there and and throw your hands up and just complain and feel like uh woe is me but she never had that attitude like when even when she got sick she you you never really heard her complain about it like she would go days without eating because of her condition and she never complained or anything she just always wanted to be around family or just to be home with her kids and um like as sick as she was you didn't really fully grasp how sick she was because she never really complained about it and um so it's like that's one of the lessons i think i would take from her is that to just be strong and to push through even when it's something that something bad is going on in your life or something that you could be stressed out about just to, you know, to be tough about it and to be there for everybody. Yeah, I'll say, um, I guess like a lesson I take from Nikki is um, just like her, her strength and her courage, even in those times when she was dealing with something difficult or afraid, she didn't didn't let it show when she pushed forward anyway. Um, and I know like Kenya, because I remember Kenya always telling the story about the, the girl on the bus who was <laughs> threatening them like, you know, don't get, you better not get off the bus or whatever it was. And Nikki was talking trash back to the girl, even though the girl was twice her size. And I remember Nikki talking about it saying like in her mind, she was like, please don't let this girl get off the bus and come after us, even though, like, she didn't show it. Like, she wasn't going to back down from anybody. And so, um, I appreciate, like, that, that strength, and, and that's something that uh, I would like Did Eli cry? To have more of, yeah, Elias is listening about something. Well, I appreciate you guys, uh, you know, coming on and joining me today. I love all of you and we love Nikki and I really appreciate you sharing your memories. I know it wasn't easy and um but I I just wanted to I just wanted to share those those thoughts and um because it's still so fresh and and it's hard to believe but Corey I'm gonna let you go so you can take care of Elias. <laughs> And, um, Bye, Corey. I I appreciate you coming on. Bye, Corey. Bye, Corey. So, I'm, I'm still here. I just muted my phone. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I just wanted to say thank you. We can talk after the podcast, too. I'm going to mute my phone. I'll let you know. Okay. Well, I'll talk to you guys later. I love you. Thanks for joining me. This was um this was good. This was a nice way to, for to rem- to remember Nikki on her birthday. And even though we miss her, she's always going to be in our hearts and uh, a part of our lives in some way. And um, I will always go love her. All right. All right. Love y'all, niggas. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> So this was a really hard episode to do. Um, you know, I didn't put any of my normal things in this episode because it, it wasn't supposed to be like a normal episode. But I really, 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 really appreciate um, my brothers and my sister for and Samaya for being willing to open up and share their their feelings and their memories of my sister. Um, I also wanted to take this opportunity to talk about um, an initiative that my uh, church is doing in honor of my sister. Um, 
she was a uh, she worked for an organization called People's Place, and what she she really pretty much was was a social worker, and she worked with um, youth that had aged out of foster care, and she was like their case manager, and she worked with them to help them with you know finding homes and even uh, just trying to um, help them period in their lives and um, because she really liked helping people especially young people and so one of the programs that my church wanted to do was a, a transitional housing program for youth that were aging out of foster care because once they age out of foster care they sometimes they don't have anywhere to go um, oftentimes they don't have anywhere to go and so we're in the process of renovating our old home, our childhood home, into a transitional housing program, and it's going to be called Nikki's Place. So if you would like to participate or you want to donate or help in any way, uh, whether it be cleaning up the yard or helping with cleaning out the house and moving stuff or renovating it, um, you can uh, contact me on just at uh, zero to 100 pod at gmail.com or you can if you have my number because you you know me you can call me or text me you could also um, contact my uh, father who is the first elder at our church and Nikki's father who is uh, working to try to get this off and running and you can email him at wcwlkr at gmail.com so again it's wcwlkr at gmail.com or you can reach out to me in any other form so that we can um, get Nikki's place off up and running in her her memory because this is something that she was passionate about she was working with us on it um, before she passed away and she was looking forward to it so I, we really want to do this in her honor and her memory so that her legacy lives on and how she was a person that really loved to help people. And um, this, was, this was good. This made me feel somewhat better today. You know, it's like you're never going to... Like I was telling my wife before, I always felt incredibly blessed that people in my life, in my immediate family, in my inner circle were, were still here. Like I used to, if I had a thought, like sometimes I would have a fear that someone very close to me would pass away. And when that happens, what? how would I do? And just the thought of it was terrible. And it, so when it actually happens, it's, you know, nothing can truly prepare you for it like it's an indescribable like ache that you feel when you lose someone that you're so close to and it's it's it gets better each day but then there's those days where you really wish you could call that person or you could reach out to that person. And there's days where I really wish I could talk to my sister, Nikki, and reach out to her and, and just get some some advice or just talk to her, period. Because I remember before she passed, she had called me out of blue and we were just talking and it was just, she just was checking on me. Just wanted to see how I was doing. And um, I admire how strong she was because she was very sick and she was suffering on a daily basis just about. And that's the thing that I do take from it, that she's not suffering anymore and that she's at peace and that she's not in pain. And that makes me feel better because... Um, no one would, I wouldn't wish that on her or anyone that I love to suffer the way that she was. So, uh, the last thing I wanted to play as I wrap it up was actually, uh, four, you know, four years ago, I was blessed to be married to my beautiful wife. And 
when I was uh, getting stuff ready for the wedding, I had an idea that I wanted to play this video at the reception where it was talking to different people in our families and getting their words of encouragement and advice um, f for us as we were preparing to get married. And one of the people I got to talk to and I recorded was Nikki. And I didn't get to create the video actually so it's like but I still have it and I will cherish this video I have of her and so I just wanted to include it just to close out this episode because this is another fond memory that I will always hold on to and cherish and um, you get to hear her trademark happiness in her voice because whenever she would greet you like everybody that knows Nikki will talk about how when you saw her where she greeted you she had this high pitch like squeal or just a high pitch way of talking like you could hear the smile in her voice whenever she talked and um this is this is her and this is who she is and how much she she you know one of the memories that i remember chalet my wife told me that she really appreciated was after we got married was how nikki had reached out to her and thanked her for loving me and marrying me and how much she she uh, cared for, for me and how she was a part of our family now. And Shalee cherishes that and it's just who she was. So before I end up recording myself crying hysterically, I'm gonna thank you for listening to this episode and um as always please uh you know tell those that you love that you love them and if you have anything you want to say about the podcast or even if you just want to say an encouraging word you can reach out to me if you know me and you can uh, always contact the show at zero to the number 100 pod at gmail.com so it's zero to 100 pod at gmail.com and this was my sister nikki and thanks for listening state your name please my name is nikki samora walker sherman and your relation to the groom i am the groom's sister older sister and are you excited about his upcoming wedding I am very excited. We haven't had a wedding in a long time, and this has been a long time coming. <laughs> what do you like about the bride? I believe the bride is very sophisticated. I believe she's very caring. I think she has a great spirit, and I think she has a high level of tolerance. <laughs> do you think they'll, have, they'll make a good couple? Yes, if they keep their faith in God, I think they'll make a great couple. Do you have any advice for them before they get married? My advice is communication, communication, but most of all, prayer, joint prayer, and more communication. Anything else? I hope you guys have a splendacular life together. Thank you. Welcome.